and welcome back to the Transfer Marketing Podcast. My name is Prashant Malkani and the topic for today's podcast is Consumer Journey on Digital. We've come a long way since listening to Ting Ting Tading. Every time we were forced to watch a commercial at the fall of an Indian wicket during a cricket match. Irrespective of my mind frame, I was forcefully reminded that it was always and always a good time to eat a biscuit. One second. Have we really come a long way? (laughs) The reason for this example and related question was most people in India found that very moment to be the most intrusive moment to play an ad. But unfortunately, however annoying for the viewers, it has been one trend that has stayed constant over the last few years. So why have brands still not moved away from this? The answer is simple. Cricket is treated like a religion in India and you definitely can't back away from it, especially when you have a large part of India perpetually glued onto it. Oppo, for example, had paid nearly 1100 crores in Indian rupees for a five-year deal for the title sponsorship of the Indian cricket team in 2017, which was then taken on by Baiju in 2019. Obviously, cricket is just one example. To state another, Yokohama signed a five-year deal with Chelsea, a large football club from London, for 250 million USD. So for the brands that can't go out and buy sponsorships for huge sums, they would definitely like to catch your attention when you're actively consuming something. To increase brand awareness, brands don't really care too much for your mindset. They just want you to know that they exist whenever you need them in the near future. So, if brands don't care, then where does the whole digital consumer journey come into play? Fortunately, audiences are becoming smarter and understanding the difference between what's organic and what's paid for by brands. Unfortunately, publishers have become even smarter and started realizing that people don't like seeing ads, but to still earn revenue, they've started asking consumers to pay for not seeing the ads. All music streaming platforms, OTT platforms, and now even YouTube has started offering the service to their consumers. So where does it leave the brands? We need to get smarter than both to force our content onto people. And that's why it's becoming a norm for smarter advertising to integrate your communication seamlessly into the lives of your customers. Obviously, the example that I started with is one of the extreme outliers and will continue to be even though there has been a shift in the overall viewing patterns of customers from TV to digital. A lot of people and companies may question the logic of having a consumer journey, especially brands that prefer going all out to create higher brand awareness. But for the brands that believe in an always on and sustenance approach, consumer journey becomes really important. As a digital marketer, you need to understand, and as covered in my previous podcast, there are scoring channels and assistant channels. And that's one of the key areas to understand digital consumer journey. Ideally, one of the things that we should be doing is tracking users that come on to any one of our platforms and then understanding the number of touch points on average that is needed for a user to convert into a customer. 
tagging all your digital assets is hence extremely important as that would be the source for you to understand all interactions made by users. The analysis for that can be done through whichever tool you are using to generate the tags, which mainly ranges from Google Analytics through GTM and Floodlights to Adobe Analytics and Sysmic to name a few. In the case of not being able to track the touch points, then as a blanket rule, the market considers approx approximately 16 to 17 touch points are needed to convert a person into a consumer. Obviously, keeping your product and the consumer's buying capacity in mind. In your market, you would like your audiences to view your communication in an orderly fashion, especially if you're communicating a story. Thinking and following the ideal consumer journey is good, but assuming that all audiences would follow that journey is not. There would be less than 2% of the people who might end up doing so if you're proactively not making an effort for it. With videos, this is still comparatively a little easier since platforms like YouTube and Facebook, among a few others, have developed a buy type that would support you to do so. So thinking of a consumer journey is good, but executing it is the real challenge. Some social media agencies might paint a pretty picture of how to get it done on social media, but honestly, that would only paint that picture for 0.2% of your followers at best. Rule number one, all people will never see your first communication and it is very unlikely that the same set will see your next and the ones after that, unless you're obviously proactively doing something about it. Do not rely completely on the fact that your first post is setting the stage for your entire campaign and then the subsequent post would create that story. It is not unfortunately viewed like that in the real world. So then how do we create the best possible consumer journey? This is probably how I would go about creating a digital consumer journey, irrespective of the channels. Step number one would be to create an ecosystem. So in case you're not looking at a market like Bonaire, which has a population of less than 30,000 people, then this becomes important. And even more when you're looking at a market like India, which has 1.3 billion people. How do you find your TG in 1.3 billion people? Unless you're not a mass FMCG company, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. And as you may know, probably the best way to find a needle in a haystack is to burn the hay. But obviously that is something that isn't possible in our situation. So let's look at the next best possible way. Which, which would be to start segregating and looking for a general direction of the needle. So taking the example from that metaphor, if we consider the 1.3 billion figure at the top of the funnel, our goal is to slowly and logically narrow down to as much as possible. Starting with knowing if you can or able to sell your product in all regions. For example, let's consider that we can only provide the service or solicitate business only in Mumbai, which helps you drastically bring down your total population to approximately 21 million. Anyhow, this is still a very large figure. Now to narrow down further, let's consider you are a company which provides wearables like smartwatches, etc. Your prospective customer base would come down considering factors like age, buying capacity, 
along with things like the compatibility of your products with devices etc that number can also be marginally got down by another 2-3 million people who don't have access to the internet and clearly in this example your product would demand it now this is where your data skills come into play one of the better sources to narrowing down would be the nccs data which is a slightly revised version of the sec data stating the same example if your product was a fitness band and not a watch for parents to keep track of their kids then your ideal tg would be audiences from the age group of 22 to 55 and nccs a and b these are the people who would have the highest possibility to buy your product according to this logic your data set comes down to approximately 7 million in mumbai now 7 million becomes your starting point and not the approximate 21 million i say starting point because this is still extremely high we've only managed to clear the possible non obvious parts of where the needle could be now we need to move to the smaller strands and the general area of where the needle could be for that we need to dwell down to the exact product so let's assume that the product is the samsung galaxy active smartwatch which retails in india for approximately 20000 indian rupees or 260 us dollars given the price of the product there would be only a small niche of people who would be able to afford that now we can drill down to channels and look at things like phones people use for example there would be a very low possibility of a user's phone cost to be lower than 20000 unless it's a gift so phone types buying patterns on e-commerce sites operating systems and interest categories like tech enthusiasts runners gym goers etc could help us come down to a much smaller figure these filters would depend on your media partner and type of media buy the aim through this is not just to know your audience base but instead make sure your focus of spends are completely focused on these audience through remarketing and cross channel linkage which is the next step step number 2 cross channel and cross device is extremely important when you are trying to create a customer journey through digital when you are reaching customers you would like to reach them irrespective of the channel it's not like you would have a different set of customers on youtube and a completely different set on facebook there is a huge overlap between those two channels itself can you imagine a user watching 10 seconds of your video on facebook and then when he or she logs on to youtube the rest of your ad plays for them and then if they still don't end up watching it the audio of the ad starts playing when they move to a platform like spotify and so on and so forth though this is a pretty picture it's unfortunately not possible our goal is to get as close to it as possible though the major issue with this being turned into reality is because platforms like google and facebook are rivals and they both don't even accept each other's remarketing tags on their respective platforms but as individual providers they have way too much information about you 
So what can we do as marketers to make sure that we are able to target users across channels? The easiest is getting someone to your website or app. You can add whatever tag you like and cookies will easily get saved onto the user system. Then he or she is all yours. You can target that person using several ad platforms across different channels. Have you ever noticed that when you search something on Amazon, the ads of the same thing gets displayed on Instagram or any other platform you visit? That is because Amazon has placed a cookie onto your system and they will retarget you wherever you go within that system or if you are logged in with the same account on another system. The tricky part is when a user doesn't come to your own channel and you're left with remarketing them on the same channel they viewed your ad the first time around. Platforms like Google and Facebook do this so that you end up spending the most amount of money with them. So then coming to the workaround. According to me, I think it's Google. Google campaign managers like DB360 let you retarget your video viewers with display and search ads across most of the web, leaving only Google's direct competitors like social media sites out of this. And in case if you still want to target the social media users through your ad, then you can create a display ad with website clicks as the objective and send as many users to your site or app. Once they are there, then social media retargeting can be achieved easily. While cross-channel could be a little tricky, cross-device is much simpler as it works against the user's profile on the platforms and a user can be easily targeted if they are using the same Google or Facebook login details across both the devices like a PC or a mobile. Step number four, targeting prospective customers bases their content consumption habits. With digital content spreading rapidly through different formats, it is important for a brand to be present on platforms that they consume. Facebook and YouTube being an example stated above to reading articles on websites and listening to music on streaming platforms. It wouldn't hurt to start broad across platforms and then understand your assisted and converting platforms to then narrow down and focus on. This would definitely intake some more amount of work as we would need to create different formats of content to be present across different platforms. But trust me, at the end of this, it would be extremely helpful. And finally, step number five, never ever think of your customer journey basis a single channel. For example, the journey that you are creating on digital needs to be integrated with other channels as well. So if you're looking at outdoor as the other channel, it should be synced up together with basic things like making sure that they are present at the same time to geo-targeting around your holdings and obviously having the same or very similar communication between both the channels. The reason I say that the journey should be synced because your customer is never going to just do or behave the way you want them to. They are going to be interacting with other media channels simultaneously and hence it is important for your presence to be felt across. Unless obviously your only channel of communication is digital. These are some of the few steps that I would take. Every marketer nowadays has their own ways to create a consumer journey pre and post sales. 
So for now, this is me signing off and you can share your thoughts, feedback and follow me on LinkedIn and Instagram. One last thing, don't forget to tune in for my next episode and as always, stay curious.